Good evening. Our top stories tonight. The Minnesota Vikings are probably going to release Adam Thielen. Breaking news. Except it's not really breaking news because I told you weeks ago that Adam Thielen would not be returning with the Minnesota Vikings. But now all of a sudden, Adam Schefter says it and it's breaking news. No, it's not. We be new. And this is why you tune into Player Profiler today. We also told you that Dalvin Cook would not be part of the Minnesota Vikings next year. And now apparently there's an offer in on Dalvin Cook. I don't know if I believe it. There's a chance that this could just be a smoke screen trying to get the Vikings to get offers. But either way, Dalvin Cook's gone. Adam, Thiel Adam Thielen's gone. And Zadaria Smith wants to be gone, but the Minnesota Vikings said, no, we're not releasing you. You're playing for us. You signed this contract. You're back. So he's back. And also, actual breaking news is the comps. The comps are up on playerprofiler.com. Bijan Robinson, like Cody Carpentier predicted, is Marshawn Lynn. And we also have Roshan Johnson, who is Josh Jacobs. So excited. Go check out playerprofiler.com. And finally, we've got a preview of the San Francisco 49ers and why Brock Purdy will not be starting in week one. All that and much, much more on Player Profiler today. And good evening to my co-host, Every Thursday, except for last Thursday, because it was his birthday. Happy birthday, Nate. Paul Vogt. You are on mute, my friend. It's probably a good thing, because I just coughed as I was talking. <laughs> no, thanks, man. It's been two weeks again. I had a fantastic birthday. I told you just before the show, I started drinking Bloody Marys at like 11 a.m. So Perfect. I can't complain, man. It was a nice day off. Perfect. Perfect birthday. You deserve it. You deserve the world, Mr. Fantasy. Aww. And the chat is happy to see you, Senor Football. Good afternoon to me. Happy belated to Nate. Bang, bang, 49er gang. Hey, guys, from Brad Bolt. Before we get to the 49ers, I got to ask you, Adam Thielen could be released. Wow, breaking news, am I right? I You've been telling us this for months, man. And when I saw the news today, that was the first thing I thought was like, yeah, duh. <laughs> right. Jack said it. So of course it was going to happen. This is the season where things we have known for months actually start happening and becoming official. And then, Oh, Adam Schefter reported it. Rap sheet reported it. Wow. Breaking news. Adam Thielen could be released. Wow. Who could have thought <laughs> who could have thought, but it makes sense. And I think that's why you called it Jack. Cause it does make sense. People, sometimes don't want to see these things. Cause if you're an Adam Thielen fan, you like him in Minnesota, you don't want to see him leave, no. but these breakups are inevitable in football. And you saw the situation and you called it. So kudos, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. But especially if you're an Adam Thielen type, they're obviously going to ask him to take a pay cut. And he's obviously going to say, no, he is a proud, proud man. He has that chip on his shoulder. He came up from nothing. He came up from the regional combine where he had to pay to work out in front of NFL. And now he's here. He's obviously not taking the pay cut. He's going to be released. It's only a matter of time. Maybe he gets traded, unlikely given the salary, but he and Dalvin Cook apparently on the block because Dalvin Cook, they got an offer. They got an offer for Dalvin Cook. Do you actually believe that someone put in a trade for Dalvin Cook or is this the Vikings just trying to generate hype? They're trying to generate hype. It's posturing, plain and simple. If somebody actually made an offer, it's not going to be reported this way. It's going to be reported more officially by someone more official, I would assume. So the way I'm taking this is at best, some team at Indianapolis said, 
well, you know, if we don't land running the running back that we want, yeah, we'll, we'll make an offer for Dalvin Cook. I really don't see any team before the draft giving up capital for Dalvin Cook. Maybe during the draft. I could see Dalvin Cook as a draft day trade after day one goes by. After day two goes by, round one, two, three, we're done with it. I could see a team saying, ah, oh, damn it. We really thought we were going to get Roshan in the third. Someone sniped us in the second. All right, now we'll give up a pick for Dalvin Cook on day three. But I don't see it happening before that because there's just, as we saw at the combine, there is a lot to love about this running back class. Yeah, very true. And like you said, here's my thing with Dalvin Cook too, is he gets hurt a lot. And I will never call a player injury prone, but when you see these players repeatedly getting hurt, there's either something conditioning wise that's happening or something with their body that makes them more, I guess, prone to well, injury. And, and to elaborate points. on this, it's not as though if Dalvin Cook, if he had the ACL and then he had an ankle sprain, those are completely different things. With Dalvin Cook, it is repetitively the shoulder. And we don't have, we have research that injuries create more injuries, but we have a lot of evidence that shoulder dislocations, if they are not treated with surgery, will continue to happen. And every time it happens again, you are at an increased rate of it happening again. So the more it happens, the more likely it is to happen. Yes. And so Dalvin Cook, he finally got surgery. He finally did get surgery, which is why it makes it tougher for the Vikings to cut him. They'll still have, it, it won't be a big deal. The contract's the contract. They can get out with a post-June first cut. But I'm sure this is why they prefer to trade him just to avoid that hassle. Yeah, and you get it. <clears throat> you just got to wonder, like you said, this is going to be a day three type trade they're not going to get a first, second, or third round pick for him. So, no, a I mean, $10 I million you, dollar cap hit for no. a third round pick? No, that's ridiculous. No. That's absurd. Absurd. But in actual, real-life breaking news, well, we did get the Zedarius Smith that he asked for a release, and the Vikings said no, but that's not that breaking because there's no actionable moves from that. It's, hey, I would like to be let go and sign somewhere else. No. Why would we <laughs> do that? So... Real breaking news, though. The comps are out on player yes. profiler. And this is one of my favorite times of the year. We get to see Bijan Robinson as Cody predicted. He's Marshawn Lynch. Yep, 100% he is. That's a great comparison. Man, didn't you? Did you just love watching Bijan at the combine? Like everything about him at the combine, it was just, it was sexy, Jack. It was sexy. He was, oh, it was so great to see. And I'm glad he performed. I mean, we knew he was going to, but. From the moment that Bijan Robinson entered the Combine Arena, he just looked ready to ball. He was on point. He was ready to rip, roar, and just dominate. And he did. Absolutely did. So impressive. Tied Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs goes sub four, four, but tied him in the 10 yard split. Bijan has it. He's, he, he just does. He does. And I, I think it's funny. I'm sure you saw the quote earlier in the week from Rashad white saying, well, you know, I don't care if they draft Bijan, I'll, I'll win the job. Buddy. Look, I like Rashad white. I love I Rashad white, love Rashad white, but bro, Bijan Robinson feels like a once in a generation possibly type running back with his tools his, it, that whole skill set he's just so good which is why i could see him actually going earlier in the first round in this draft by reports that we've heard today 
general managers and scouting personnel have Bijan Robinson rated at worst the seventh overall player in this draft class. Now, of course, that is position agnostic because we know running back is less valuable. And so we're not saying he's going to go in the top seven, but top 15 is possible for Bijan Robinson. He's going first round. It's going to happen. And when it does, he's going to start going first round in fantasy drafts. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, he's already going first round in fantasy drafts. Well, in dynasty uh, drafts. Dynasty drafts. Yeah, yeah, I know. Redraft, he's going to be going first round. My dream scenario for Bijan, Jack, right now would be for him to land in Philly with that 10th pick. Perfect. Perfect. I was worried you were going to say the Dallas Cowboys, and I was going to be very upset with no! that. No! There's a weird amount of people that want to see Bijan in Dallas. Yeah, they're called Cowboys fans, Jack, and it doesn't make any sense because no other rational person wants Bijan Robinson there. It doesn't make sense. Their first mistake is thinking the Cowboys might actually be good next season. So, I, th- I think the I think it's part Cowboys fans and part Cowboys ill wishers because they hope that Bijan Robinson lands with the Dallas Cowboys because it's just another mistake that Jerry Jones would likely make, similar to how he wanted to draft Johnny Manziel. Oh, he tried to trade up for Paxton Lynch, too. <laughs> but, of course, my Broncos beat him to it. So, Oof. Just... a fun little stat on Paxton Lynch for our viewers here. He's the only quarterback to ever be benched in the NFL, USFL, and XFL. Brutal. brutal. Absolutely brutal. But you know what's not brutal? What's not brutal is the all-in package at playerprofiler.com. It is phenomenal. You get everything that Nate and I have access to. You get the dynasty rankings. You get the dynasty trade calculator. You get the DFS tools that we have. You get everything. So sign up now with promo code Jack. Get $10 off when you sign up. It is just phenomenal. It would just, Nate, what kind of tools do we have that you are using every single day? I use a trade analyzer every day. When you're in 20 leagues, it's hard to keep all of it together. Use the trade analyzer. The dynasty rankings are daily. Um, The player profiles, the name of the site, player profiler. Guys, those player profiles are some of the most in-depth and most accurate you're going to find. I've paired them up with even NFL network way better. What player profile is putting out here with this all in package. You guys, if you're serious about winning your leagues and winning money, get it, get all in, use the DFS tool. I won money on that this season. So just do it guys. Sign up. We just have such amazing tools and such amazing staff here at player profiler. It is truly cutting edge. It's only going to get better. We just unveiled our New. I don't know if you saw it, but we've got a whole section for the draft now. So you can see where every pick in the draft is, who owns that pick. And obviously, when those picks are made, we're going to be updated. So you're going to be able to see it all on Player Profiler. Uh, All the time, Player Profiler is just becoming the only website you're going to need for everything fantasy football. Exactly. Not even just fantasy, real football too. Yeah, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. Do you think the Rams are done with Matthew Stafford? I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. He had a bad year, but still Matthew Stafford. You're going to see what he has in the tank. Cause what are you going to get for him? It's still you're not going to release Lombardi him too. That's the report is Michael Lombardi. 
Yeah, I mean, anything that comes out of his mouth, you take with a grain of salt as well, because the organization has said that they like Stafford. They came out as as soon as Michael Lombardi goes out and says, no, the Rams, they want to get rid of him. They want to get rid of Matthew Stafford. They can't. They they simply can't. Immediately after that, Les Snead comes out and says, no, we don't want to get rid of Matthew Stafford. He is a cornerstone alongside Cooper Cup, alongside Aaron Donald. No mention of Jalen Ramsey because we know Jalen Ramsey's going to be gone. Yeah. Uh, and Jalen Ramsey just doesn't do it for me these days. I don't think he's that good of a cornerback. He's existing on reputation at this point, in my opinion. So good. Get rid of him. I don't know about that. He was the number one corner just a year ago. This past year, he wasn't as good, but he's still a top 10 corner in the NFL. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't. No. Top 15, maybe. Maybe oh, you can talk me to top 15. Sure. Well, we'll we'll have to get our rankings together because you'll struggle to find 10 cornerbacks better than Jalen Ramsey, even still. But what we won't struggle to find is an answer at quarterback for the 49ers, because I don't know if you've heard Brock Purdy. He's kind of hurt. He's going in for surgery tomorrow. Yeah, he's going in for surgery. He's getting that UCL repaired. Is there any chance he starts week one? I can't. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. Um, I would be shocked. Technology's come, medical technology's come a long way, but we're talking about something where in the majors, Major League Baseball, somebody gets this Tommy John surgery, this UCL surgery, they're down for a year to a year and a half. And we've seen it time after time. And what a quarterback does is equally as difficult as what a pitcher does. I mean, they're not throwing as much. They're throwing a heavier ball. They're throwing downfield more often. Um, I can't. I can't see him being ready for the season. Maybe like week four, week five, week six, we see him, but he's not going to be ready week one. And so what I have heard talking to people in the surgery field who talk to surgeons and asked direct, they didn't use Brock Purdy's name because they don't know who Brock Purdy is, but asked, okay, there's a guy in sports who did this and he has UCL surgery scheduled. What's, what's the deal? He says he's getting a UCL repair, uh, but there's a, is there a chance he gets a reconstruction? And the doc, the surgeon responds, yeah, you don't know until you start the surgery. So right. it's okay. The 49ers are optimistic. Great. That doesn't actually mean anything because they won't know. You can't tell just from an MRI alone. Hey, his UCL is done or, hey, we can brace this and make it work. So we'll find out tomorrow whether he's out six months. And if he's out six months, That means he will be back on September 10th. That's the day he will be cleared for action. He'll be throwing before that. He'll be throwing after three months-ish. But September 10th, I don't know if you know, that's the first Sunday of NFL football. So he's not going to be practicing in full, fully cleared until week one. There's not a shot he starts that game. But you think he is going to be starting by the end of the year, don't you? I do. And again, it depends on which surgery he has. Cause if he has full on Tommy John, yeah. dude's he's not playing. Eating. He's not playing in 2023, but you know, if it's the six month, just the, the repair. Yeah. I think he's playing by week three or week four. And you think he's starting again? Yeah, I think so. I mean, wh- he didn't lose a regular season game, Jack. That was an impressive run and you can't ignore it. And Shanahan has said he won't ignore it. So yeah, unless, unless Trey Lance comes out and just like blows everyone's socks off and there's just no way you can bench him. Yeah. We'll see Purdy. Wow. Well, cause my thing is 
Trey Lance is going to have to lose the job actively. Even if he's good enough, they'll keep rolling with him because Brock Purdy, he's not going to be taking part in install throughout the summer. He's not going to be practicing with the first team. And so to just on a dime, as soon as he's healthy, make that switch, that would be ballsy and there's would run the risk of, hey, we've got to go back to Trey Lance because we pushed Brock Purdy too soon. Sure. I think it's going to be more of a, Trey Lance has to play badly enough to lose this job, similar to Mitchell Trubisky. I, I, I can't believe I just compared Trey Lance to Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky, but you understand what I'm saying. Mitchell Trubisky yeah. was so bad, he lost the job. Kenny Pickett didn't win it. I'm tending to believe he's going to have to lose it outright. Brock Purdy, because it's going to take more than two, three weeks for him to win it back, I think. Well, I mean, it could be, but I don't know. I don't know. Trey Lance. Like I, I've never been a believer in Trey Lance. I have a good friend who told me before the draft that Trey Lance was probably the least pro ready quarterback in the draft and probably the roughest prospect in the draft. Oh, he, that, that is absolutely true. And least likely to be an NFL quarterback. He didn't understand when San Francisco took him with that pick it was just blown away. Why would you waste draft capital when you had other very capable quarterbacks around there? Like Zach Wilson, <laughs> Um, he went he went before Trey Lance and I I, I know hold, before we continue Trey Lance or Zach Wilson Trey Lance okay thank god I I, I no. would have been offended if you picked Zach That Wilson. was a that was a joke I promise no I I can't stand Zach Wilson so um both professionally and I don't think I'd probably like him as a person either but you never know <laughs> Oh, sorry to get back to this. I missed Matt Babich's comment. Paxton Lynch mm-hmm. was benched in the CFL too, and you missed that. Yeah, I did miss that one. Oh. And when I saw it in the chat, I was like, ah, oh, crap. But yeah, no, look, I just don't think Lance is it. And I think that when Purdy is healthy enough and has gotten enough reps in practice with the team to be able to start, I think they're going to look at it and say, okay, let's get our quarterback back in here. And senior football, Niners said six months minimum without surgery. Well, that was even with surgery. They're still saying six months. Lean closer to the, to the 12. I don't lean in any direction because we won't know until tomorrow. Right. Statistically, the full-on Tommy John happens more often than the repair. But we don't know that. We're not doctors. We will find out when the doctors announce it tomorrow what kind yeah. of surgery he had after the surgery is finished. So, it's still going to be interesting because at this point, there's going to be no Brock Purdy for training camp. It's just going to be Trey Lance who's coming off his own injury, his own surgeries. What are they going to do behind Trey Lance? Is there any chance that neither Trey Lance or Brock Purdy are the starter? Well, they're not going to bring Jimmy G back. No, he's gone. He, he's gone. Jimmy G is because Derek Carr signed and Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. Jimmy G is now considered QB1. Yeah. And you know what? I don't. It's true, but it is. It it doesn't. He doesn't blow your socks off. He's an adequate NFL quarterback. I mean, then Carson Wentz is out there, too. I mean, what if Carson Wentz ends up in San Francisco? They know they can get him for cheap. They know they only need him, hopefully, as a backup to Lance. You only need him for four or five weeks, three, four or five weeks. He's a cheap option. Or Andy Dalton. Okay. You, you've when you started saying Carson Wentz to San Francisco, I started throwing up in my mouth. But oh, I was when, throwing up in my brain. So what, yes, I get it. But then when you go, we only need him as a backup for four or five weeks. Now you've got me sold because Carson Wentz, credit to him, 
I'm not a believer. I'm not a fan of Carson Wentz, but credit to Carson Wentz. He has admitted, no, I will do anything to stay in the NFL. I will take any job. I want to be in the NFL. And for all things about Carson Wentz, that takes character. That takes maturity. So I'm all right with that. If he wants to be the backup there, more power to him. I don't think it's the worst spot for him, honestly. Bring in Brissett as a backup. I don't know if they can afford Brissett. I think Brissett's going to get paid a decent amount. 49ers can't afford Lamar Jackson. They definitely no. can't. Right now, they have six. Well, I mean, it's it's the cap in the NFL. It's always movable. But right now, $6.4 million in cap space, 19th in the NFL. Out of teams that are above the cap, there are 20 teams above the cap, 12 that are still negative money. Only the Eagles uh, in the teams that are positive have less cap space than the 49ers. They can cut CMC and save $12 million, but that's not going to happen. They're going to restructure his contract for $7.2 million or sign him to an extension. That's possible too. And most of the cuts, they can't really cut guys to save money. Kyle Juszczyk, they're not cutting him and it would only save $3.9 million. You can make these back of the roster cuts. Oren Burks, two and a half million. George Odom, 1.9 million. Ambry Thomas, Thomas, 1 million. Those are backups and you can save money there, but Really, what's going to happen? Five. It's only $5 million there. Yeah. yeah. What's really going to have to happen is it's going to have to be the extensions because there's a couple big. Well, Brandon Ayuk is a big extension, but it doesn't really save a lot of money. It's only $1 million saved by extending Brandon Ayuk. But Nick Bosa, you extend him, save $12.4 million. You restructure Trent Williams, Trent Williams, save another $12 million. Eric Armstead, you can save $11 million. Fred Warner, you can save eight point nine. So there are ways that the 49ers hypothetically could trade for Lamar Jackson and clear up the cap space. I just, I don't see that. I think it's more likely they roll with a some veteran, Andy Dalton, Carson Wentz, Brock Purdy, and Trey Lance, and then just add to already one of the best rosters in the NFL. Yeah. Because they're... They really don't have free agents either. They lose Jimmy G, right? That's yeah, that's fine. A, it's a big deal, but not a huge deal. You lose right tackle Mike McGlinchey, but he took a big step back this year anyways, yeah. and they already have the, the internal plan to replace him in Colton McKivitz, and they could upgrade over him. It might be addition by subtraction. Jake Brendel, who impressed at center with the abrupt retirement of Alex Mack, but he's a free agent journeyman center, right? So, all of the free agents on this offense aren't moving the needle. You still have the entire core and a bunch of young offense alignment. Well, and the thing is with like McGlinchey, Brandall, Brunskill, you can replace those guys in the draft for considerably yeah. cheaper. And, you and don't you, need to resign. And you already them. have replaced a lot of them too. Yeah. Yeah. Like Brunskill, he, he was a, he wasn't a starter. He played every game. He rotated at right guard, but he wasn't a starter. So you kind of just expect Spencer Burford to just be a full-time fair starter point. now, right? Like, yeah, fair point. You've got his replacement. Brendel, you probably do have to draft or sign someone because center's a little bit different. You can't just ask a guard to play center, but they've got in-house candidates to replace all these guys on offense, yeah. and they've still got Lance or Purdy. They've still got Debo. They've got Ayuk. They've got Kittle. They have Trent Williams, the best left tackle in the NFL. Like, yeah. 49ers aren't going anywhere. No, and that's you see some of these teams with the bad cap situations, and this really isn't bad because, like you're saying, they don't need to free up much. 
they really don't need to free up much. They're fairly set, at least on the offensive side. Defense, I mean, they were arguably the best defense in the league last year. What do you need to do there? You don't have a ton of free agents. They, they have a lot of depth free agents again. So yeah. Samson Ebucon and uh, Charles Amenihu, they split time as that end opposite Nick Bosa. And you probably bring one of them back, but you also drafted Drake Jackson. He is the direct replacement. This is one of the things that the 49ers do best is they have guys down the road that they're already developing for your replacement. So they're probably going to bring back one of those two, but you don't need both anymore because you got Drake Jackson defensive tackle. You've got a fair amount of free agents, but none of them played 50% of snaps. Kerry Hyder played the most. You got your two backup linebackers as free agents. You got, Emmanuel Mosley at corner who missed the entire season. Same with Jason Verrett. So all of these free agents, except for Tayshawn Gibson and Jimmy Ward, your two safeties, you, you're not going to miss a whole lot because you got replacements right. and safeties in this market. Safety is crazy. It is so, so deep. So it's not going to break the bank either. Right now they're they're. This is very, you can tell that these guys, that Kyle Shanahan is Mike Shanahan's son and that John Lynch worked with Mike Shanahan in his Denver days. This is very much what Mike Shanahan did is he stacked talent. And you know who he learned that from? Bill Walsh in San Francisco as the OC for those great 49ers teams. So it's kind of like an odd roundabout way carrying on the Bill Walsh tradition of knowing how to do, knowing roster construction. And it's clear John Lynch is very good as is Kyle Shanahan. And you put yourself in this position. And like you said, they're not going anywhere, Jack. And oftentimes the problem with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch is they get cocky with their picks at times. They'll Mm -hmm. overdraft a running back because Kyle Shanahan wants Trey Sermon. Kyle Shanahan wants Terry and Davis price. But in terms of, back-end guys. Aaron Banks, he was a second-rounder, fair enough. But Spencer Burford, day three pick, I believe, he was a third-rounder at best, and he starts. Mm -hmm. You got two quality backups in Nick Zackles and Jason Poe, and neither of them were... Jason Poe was undrafted. Jalen Moore was a fifth-round pick. Colton McKivitz was a day three pick. They crush these offensive line picks, and when you already have the skill guys and you just recycle and recycle and recycle offensive linemen, what else is there to do? Be a genius, put on your genius hat, do the genius dance, I guess. No, Matt Ryan reunion. No, please. No, it'll probably happen though. Cause he's not retiring. He wants to come. I mean, it, it makes sense from a coaching standpoint because they're familiar with each other, but from every other standpoint, Oh, it's gross, but you're probably right. uh, It's going to happen. That's going to be it, isn't it? Could be. Matt Ryan, because he's already already become a QB3, right? He was QB3 behind Foles, behind Ellinger. Mm -hmm. So he already knows, okay, well, I'm a QB3 at this point. Yeah, I'll back up Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. Sure, I'll hang out with you, Kyle. Yeah, why not? I'll try to get that Super Bowl ring finally. (laughs) <laughs> if I, if, and if I have to play, I've got Debo, I've got Ayuk, I've got... That's Kittle, a good I've point. Jawan Jennings, I've got Christian McCaffrey. Hey, hey, I could ring Chase with the 40... Oh, Matt Ryan's going to the 49ers. You, but you're like talking yourself into this, Jack. What are you even doing? I don't want to. I want, I'm want. i talking myself out of it. I'm just saying Matt Ryan, from his perspective, the sure, best thing sure. he could do is reunite with Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan loves the guy for whatever reason. He also loves Kirk Cousins, though, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. Gross. 
Defense, though, defense, as we said, it is dominant, and they have pretty much all of the stars back. They re-signed Nick Bosa, save a bunch of money there. Drake Jackson is now edge number two and plays alongside someone else, or Alex Barrett, who they just drafted last year. He steps in. Fred Warner's back. Drake Greenlaw's back. Charvarius Ward's back. Emmanuel Mosley, he was going to be a free agent anyways, and they didn't expect this to happen so quickly where – Emmanuel Mosley just isn't there. But then D'Amador Lenoir, he just steps in as, okay, well, we have the replacement anyway, so we don't actually need to worry about re-signing him. Happened early. Yep. Samuel Womack, he could end up replacing Jimmy Ward in the slot. They re-signed Jimmy Ward to play safety. And again, you upgraded your team a year ahead. God. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. I hate giving too much credit to coaches, but the fact that a lot of this credit that we're giving is to general manager, that makes it easier to stomach, but it's just good roster building. This is a good team. It's a very good team and they will be for years. You got to respect it. You absolutely have to respect what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have done. They're overrated in a lot of aspects in the individual picks. They get things wrong, but man, Tip of the cap. 